0: You're listening to a Monkey Buns production.
1: Hi everyone, Alfie here. Hope you're all well. Welcome to Alfie Pod's footy... What? What is it called? Alfie Pod's Fantasy Footy. That's right. Uh, this specific podcast today is... Will I beat Magnus? Will I beat Magnus? As in Carlson, because I want to beat him. And this podcast is FPL Relative. So official Fantasy Premier League. And joining me will be what I'm going to call my FPL hot squad. That is, of course, uh, Will, aka Top Marks, and Matt, aka Bowstring the Carp, who are. If you listen to my last show with them, you'll know that they are. Uh, they rank highly, so I've enlisted their help in order for me to get better at FPL. I'll tell you why I want to do that. Last season, my first season, I had a decent enough finish, three hundred something thousand, but I want to. Well, I wanna win, but I just wanna do better than most, really. And these guys, they've studied and there is a path to take, and they've got lots of insights to to share. Yeah. Uh good. New podcast, new skin. If you're a bit confused about that, yeah, it's all new. Uh I'm gonna have new jingles. I've written a new jingle for this. Uh that has taken up far too much of my time, but it's good fun. I'm sorry if they're a bit long at the moment. Um, it's not because I'm being indulgent, it's just you know, this process considering I just done this today. You know what it's like when you just rock out a song. Uh, Yeah, so they will change over time. I won't delay any further. Let's listen to Will and Matt as they school me on how to play FPL. I didn't have a good start. FPL, I want to
0: be champion. Or at least I'm going to be top 10. Now there's this guy who plays the best at chess. If I beat him, that's relative success. Take it down now! Will
1: I be Magnus, or is this madness? Will I, will I, will I be Magnus? I got to know, I got to be that Magnus. Hey chaps. Hey alfie Hey will, alfie. Hello, Matt. Hello. How are we both? Did you enjoy game week one? Will, did you enjoy game week one? uh Yes and no. Matt, did you enjoy game week one? He did. Yes, yes. and no. <laughs> <laughs> Well Matt you got a fantastic score. I lads had a very poor score. It's a first for me. I don't normally score below average, but I've started off the season by getting like 37 <laughs> points. I massively massively miscalculated the Leeds Liverpool game. I didn't have Salah. I had Bissouma instead.
2: There's a price difference there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, the other the other thing also is that I may have gone out and forgotten to refresh my team somewhat. I thought I had Mane oversad, but I didn't have it either. And what I'd done, I'd, I've got, I brought Sterling in for game week two. And I thought, well, I'll just keep him in. I had no idea why I did that. I don't know what's going on, but Matt, you had a good week. You got what, 91 yeah, points or something?
3: Um, 80 points. But uh, oh. yeah, I mean, four players made up the majority of that. I had seven players who did diddly squats, so uh I'll be, be keeping an eye on those other seven to hope they can improve form next uh, next on, on the weekend.
1: And you did you did captain Salah?
3: Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, I was kind of wavering between Obamiang and Salah, but I, I'm always a bit dubious when players are playing away. I love a home captain. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Salah for me. But home doesn't mean home anymore, does it? I
1: don't think necessarily. Will, you yeah. did not captain Salah, but you did
2: have him, but you did not captain Salah. Which was a mistake, and I meant to change it at the last minute. And then it was like, oh, the deadline's earlier, and that was it. And I was stuck. I was stuck with Werner, which wasn't a bad choice. I mean, I was happy to captain Werner. Um, I wish he'd got a goal yesterday that would have helped. Mm. But, uh, yeah, no, 15 points down. I would have had 75 points if I'd captain Werner and ended up getting getting 60. Uh, if I'd captain Salah and ended up getting 60. Hey-ho. But you did have Reese James in your team. Yeah,
1: not bad. Yeah. What was your thinking behind that? Because in the other fantasy Premier League world in terms of draft, I brought in Reese James and I felt very pleased with myself. But on fantasy Premier Official Fantasy Premier League, I he's a massive
2: risk now, but what's his price? Is it five or six? Five five million. Oh, that's not bad then. Which is not bad, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. And I had two four point fives in like my fourth defender and fifth defender slots. And I thought there's a bigger upside to getting James because with Ziyech out, I thought he'd be getting down the wings more and making crosses. Right. And uh, Chelsea have, you know, such a... As a team, they have such a high XG. Like Lampard plays a really attacking brand of football. And if you're thinking, Chilwell's injured, so I kind of expected Aspilicueta to start instead of Alonso, but that didn't happen. It just, I just kind of felt like his role was... More secure in the Chelsea team, he offers attacking threat. Um, there was a there was a real upside to picking him, so I ended up going with Mitchell as my 4.0 defender.
1: Yeah, you could, that was the it was either Mitchell or Johnson, wasn't it? Yeah, and then I chose Johnson. Oh, what was that?
3: Because Matt, you did go for Mitchell in the end. Yeah, I benched them. Um, I, <laughs> I know I, I was looking at. Um, I had McCarthy and uh, Walker Peters and. I went with the double up hoping Southampton would, you know, get the win, keep it tight. In hindsight, I probably should have just split the risk and went with uh, McCarthy goal and goal uh, and Mitchell. But you're
1: That's FPL, mate. That's FPL. Yeah. So what are we thinking going into game week two then? Are you going to make massive sweeping changes? I mean, there was this talk of obviously the wild card being played by a lot of people. And I still don't know where I'm at with that. Although I think I'd like to play a wild card every week. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs>
2: Everton, bit of a surprise. Mm. Eh? That was where my game week went wrong, is I totally, yeah. totally overestimated how good Spurs were going to be. <laughs> and <laughs> you're uh, not alone there, mate. And uh, it's the curse of being a Spurs fan. And I just sort of looked around and thought, oh, they're doing so much good stuff, Spurs. They're really, you know, they're they're making the right moves to fill in the to fill in the gaps that aren't good and We've had a good pre-season and Everton have just bought these players late in the transfer window. They're not going to have time to adapt. We'll catch them cold. We'll, we'll start with them. And they're Everton. And they're Everton. And, um, and we didn't. And it was just, it was just a really, and, I, and we had chances, you know, lots of things mm. happened as I thought they would happen. Doherty wasn't Aurier. He was Doherty. He got into the box. He got chances as well as putting in a few crosses. You know, he played the attacking role I thought he would play. So I was happy to have him. Son was good in the transition phases of the game. So everyone's like worried about Son going out to the left wing, but it's like, well, yeah, okay. But Son's still our biggest threat on a transition. So if you think about a football match, it has sort of four different Mm. phases, kind of when you're in possession, Uh, when you're out of possession and then the defensive transition and the attacking transition and spurs and for son the weakest one of those is probably when we're in possession because then the opposition defense can can set themselves and can be deep and it can make it hard for him to cut in but the two transition phases so like a high press winning the ball or a counter you know attacking counter son looks really good and he did look really good Mm. you know
1: he um he did miss a key pass for Harry Kane, didn't he, when you laid it and off? And he missed Dele. a key
2: pass and he set up Daily Alley. When I was really pla- you know, I was like, Great, they're my two fantasy players for Spurs. <laughs> Put it in the net and uh and he did, and that would have been points, that would have been. But I mean it was frustrating. And then Ali going off at half time, which surprised me because I was I'm expecting him to have a big season under Mourinho. Mm. I think the way he's been you know, he and he the Positions he was taken up in the first half were really good. Um, getting into the getting into the box central areas, he was, he was looking good. So that worries me a little bit. Frustrated. And Everton, what great signing Rodriguez is. I mean, I was just so impressed yeah. by him. Yeah, really well, it's, by him. it's
1: early days, isn't it? Um, and he was playing in a really nice stadium, which he probably thought, this is all right here. What do you mean this isn't our home stadium? Uh, <laughs> And come, come to Spurs. Yeah. Uh, and also it felt as if Tottenham had set up to give him space almost in a weird way because, you know, when Doherty goes forward, the rest of the back three, including Davis, move, shift across to create a back three, don't they? Hmm. And it felt like he had a lot of space. Uh, but anyway, I had Son. Did you have any Spurs players, Matt?
3: Uh, yeah, I had Doherty and uh, Son. So uh, I was kind of expecting big things, but... Look, I mean, you know, it, it was frustrating seeing Ali come off, coming off at a, a half-time because they just looked a completely different side from the moment the second half started. It was mm-hmm. like in easy, you know, two separate teams. I was kind of hoping in a way that uh, Ali was carrying an injury and that wasn't a tactical uh, decision by Mourinho, but it seems it was a bit of a tactical switch and just didn't work for whatever reason. So, uh, And then when Doherty had that big chance out, that was just... It was really disappointing, but uh, mm. look, it happens.
1: Well, I think that you can't be too down, especially you, Will, because there were, like you said, there was good moments. Kane did put through a lovely, pla- uh, lovely pass, and that was a nice Great touch. pass for uh, Lovely but, pass, yeah. But apparently, uh, what I heard was the reason he made that substitution, with taking off Delhi and stuff, was because Kane doesn't seem fit or can't run. He wants runners off Kane or something to do running for him or something
2: last year we played um you know Son played a lot of time out left but in the in the North London derby I can't remember it was game week 34 I think and he paired Son and Kane through the middle and the idea was Son runs beyond Kane mm. and I think that's always evidence like Son's always going to come in off that wing off that starting position and B because he's the paciest forward we've got so especially transition phases he's going to come in and, and do that I think what was most disappointing was how Hoiberg and Winks is a really unexciting midfield. They didn't touch the ball. And uh, they, occasionally, they kind of, I think once or twice, they won like it, you know, when we're high up, they won the ball back quickly so we could continue the second pressure of the attack. But too often, they didn't offer enough. And Lacelso would make a difference. Um, so you have or and Lacelso, and hopefully Hoiberg improves because his, his touch and passing wasn't very good. But the celso offers so much more mm. he's had a groin injury i mean he played he picked up a groin injury back in march and um, the idea was Mourinho, when when restart finished he was going to rest the celso and get him back for the new season so something's obviously gone on there where he's still being given rest or he's come back and he's struggled i don't know we haven't we didn't see him in any of the pre-season ra- matches in, in any of the squads so that's a worry. It'd be nice to get him on the pitch. We should have done better. We weren't fit enough. Mm-hmm. If there's any glimmer of hope, it's that um, Southampton are a very high-press attacking team. They don't sit low. You know, if we were playing Crystal Palace next, it would be a nightmare because Crystal Palace right. sit in that low block. And look at, you know, you see what happened to Southampton. Um, so we, we will be better against teams who come at us and give us space to attack on the transition. So I still think there's hope for Ali and Son. And I was going to sell Ali this week and I've changed my mind. I'm going to sell Haberts instead. Um, I mean, originally I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to make a single transfer with my squad until game week four because I was looking at my team going, well, game week two is going to be a bit tricky, but game week three is great. And then I can see where I'm at. Then I'll have like three game weeks worth of yeah. data and then I can make some make some decisions. Um, but I think I'm going to do Haberts to Rodriguez this week as my <laughs>
1: transfer. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about whether we're going to get rid of Sun. Because what I did notice actually, he does take corners. He's involved in yeah. all the top end play. So yeah. and he's gonna score goals and he's gonna get assists. So where do you yeah. wanna get him out? I mean, what price is he? he's nine million, isn't he? Yeah. Son. Matt, are you likely to get rid of Son or and if you
3: are who are you thinking? Um, no, I'm gonna hold on to him. I'm gonna keep the faith. Um, you know, when I put him in the team it was always gonna be more than one game week. Uh I mean after seeing Southampton play against Crystal Palace uh, Walker Peters was exposed a lot by Zaha so even if Son is out on that left wing again there could be a lot of space yeah. um, so just going to keep the keep the faith for the moment and you know hope that he can maybe chip in with a goal or an assist so yeah that's it, just take it easy I, I'd like to see um, you know both Manchester sides play and if I am losing Son I, I want it to be for a player that I can really trust in so I, I just want to see as much as the Manchester teams and other players in that price bracket before I do uh, make a move, so I'm going to sit tight
2: for the month. Okay, so here's I my say, Sorry, Will. Go on. Could Son be a captain option this week <laughs> for the brave? For the brave, maybe. I'm not. So I think it's a good choice. I think it could be a good choice.
1: Well, I, I often, more often than the case in football, bear in mind my expertise isn't in the FBL. It's more to do with football. <laughs> in football, what normally happens is they go next week and they win, especially Spurs. I mean, Uh, and my experience, as soon as I get rid of a player, they do well. But (laughs) having said that, Everton looked really good. (laughs) I never thought I'd say. I mean, Alan, what a fantastic signing. I mean, I think everyone sort of knew it would be a good signing and just didn't know whether it was going to bed in straight away. Hmm. But um, you can imagine, uh, well, I was thinking about Son for James Rodriguez, Harrod,
2: Hmm. Because he's 7.5 isn't he mm. Do you know what I did some research on him This morning Alfie Go on um, Ziggy didn't start right Against uh, Spurs No And he's their penalty taker So guess who takes You know I, did, I looked heads. at all the possible Penalty takers right Richarlison's only ever taken Three in his career Calvert-Lewin's only ever taken two Diena Who could be a really nice option If he was to take penalties He's yeah. only ever taken one And that was back in 12, that was like eight years ago James Rodriguez has taken 16 and I, I know and he was at Madrid when Ronaldo was there and he only took one at Madrid when Ronaldo wasn't on the pitch but um he's still taking 16 penalties in his career and scored 13 of them so I reckon he's on penalties
1: well that's a good so, shout I mean I love a set piece taker I'm all about set piece takers but that, see now you're convinced me to drop son and you know what's going to happen I'll drop son I'm not saying drop on I'm saying you are, that's what you're James. saying Will you're sort I'm of saying, saying Hammers. it's another 23 points for me this week um, the he other one have. I got, I brought in Shay Adams, six million pounds striker. I thought he was going to. I thought Southampton were going to score a goal, and I thought he was going to be involved. But Dominic, he had a great Cal- chance, didn't he? He did. Yeah. <laughs> really good save, Dominic Calvert Lewin. Though seven million, he, this could be his breakthrough season. I was. I know last season he had a good season. What scored thirteen goals, but this could be his twenty goal a season sort of campaign, really, couldn't it?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was a great delivery and a great header. Uh, the goal, you know, um, he had a good spell last season, and you know Everton. I, I've, I haven't really been paying much attention to the transfer window if they've if they've made many additions like in, in the striker spot. But you know, he certainly made his own for the moment. He's definitely made it his to lose, and uh, I think confidence is a big thing. You know, you could see when he scored that goal, there was definitely a confidence there, and I think for players that's a big thing so Everton have a good fixture next week mm, yeah. I wouldn't What's be surprised wrong? if calvert Lyon. yeah I mean they shipped three to, to Leicester now granted two of them were penalties but uh, you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if Calvert-Lewin scores next week or any of the Everton attackers really um, I, I like Will I, I really like uh, James Rodriguez I was kind of annoyed because I thought for some reason that I was able to do a straight swap uh, Mason Mount to Rodriguez but I'm um, 0.5 mm. off so I don't know if that's going to be a blessing in disguise, so we'll have to wait
1: and see. But it is interesting, for all the good game that Hammers had, um, he
2: didn't score any points. True, that's the main thing. And that's that's good in a way, because that means people aren't going to be jumping on him, and it's, we can wait, because Everton play again what, tomorrow night against Salford, so we can wait. We've got another bit of data, we can watch that match. I expect a lot of the first team to play just to try and get their fitness up. So I think that's a good thing. They didn't get any points. But you know, if you look at uh, FPL, if you sort players by creativity, he's top for the creativity for midfielders. So um, and if we're thinking, no, Richarlison, I think actually probably benefited most from his creativity. But that could change in the next game. It could be Calvert-Lewin who benefits next time. So you don't. I think that's one to watch. But um, the fact that you could be on penalties and West Brom have just conceded two penalties.
3: I, know. I think that's a bit of a soft spot for players who play on the right and kind of cut in on their left yeah. foot. It kind of, yeah. you know, you get Mara's vibes like from a few years ago. Salah, you know, you you, you can kind of just get a good FPL feel for a player that does that. But like you said, he hasn't scored. Maybe next next weekend he will. Who knows? I mean, and they were playing Spurs, so you know, they will not have he's, an easy game done. every week. So,
2: um, <laughs>
1: you guys last week talked about Sterling. Is he still on your radar?
2: I'm not looking to get him now. Uh, as I say, I'm I'm really quite set on on Hammers Rodriguez, who's possibly going to be my captain. Um, I might add. But Sterling, yeah, I think Sterling. I think you know we were making a point last week. Matt was maybe saying as well, he's a naturally fit player, and his end of season form was encouraging, and he looks like he's maintained that confidence. He obviously had that horrendous miss in the Champions League, but he looks to be his performances for England are very good, and I just feel he he will come in and do well. So he's, if I was going to get a City player, I'd be tempted to to make him my my first City player. Yeah,
3: I'm in the exact same boat um, I mean, after game week two Arsenal's fixtures take a little bit of a turn So, you know I'm never really in favour of losing informed form players uh, So, I mean, if Aubameyang scores well this week I mean, he's probably going to be my captain there would be a little bit of hesitancy About losing him But, you know Leicester's fixtures change a little bit as well So, there could be a double move on the cards Maybe Aubameyang and Vardy Something like... Uh, I know Sterling and Sterling and Aguero could go for the double up. Uh I'll ha- i likely have two free transfers. So, you know, there'll be a bit of play there, but Sterling will be the fourth city player on my on my uh team sheet. Mm-hmm. If if I knew Foden was starting, I'd be all over him just because of his price alone. But mm-hmm. we, we never have that guarantee.
1: All over him like an Icelandic stripper or wherever she was going. <laughs> um
3: of course uh
1: Man City playing wolves. Now mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, myself included, because of Wolves' massively long season that went on for a year and a half, thought they might start slow, especially against Sheffield United, who seemed to have got the better of them last year. Uh, but they, they did well, didn't they, Wolves? So defensively solid, could City struggle against them?
2: Yeah. In the past, yeah. Oh, for
1: f- sake, I've got Sterling.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think Wolves are just one of those teams that kind of it's kind of drilled into them how to defend. They're, they're probably like... Mourinho's like wet dream of a team you know Um, I mean they just even when they have injuries they just seem to always know what they're doing from the back out and uh, like I mean even with Doherty gone with um, uh, with Johnny injured you know they they still seem to to know what they're about you know so I mean they, they could really make things difficult for City I mean anyone who has them from last week might be tempted to play them again this week and hope for another clean sheet who knows but that's why I'm waiting on City. I want to give City another week. Just have a look how they do against Wolves, and uh, not to jump on them too quickly. Because I mean, it's a Guardiola team. We don't know who's going to be on the chopping block, who's going to be on the bench, who's going to be in favour. You know, we. I'd rather just take another game week and, and have a bit more information.
1: Hi, it's me again. I'm just interrupting. Uh, I hope you're enjoying it so far. I I try not to interrupt it too much with any sort of jingles because I haven't made any yet. Uh, Some interesting points. A lot of Tottenham talk. I think the uh, consensus around the football world was that Tottenham were going to come back strong and be kind of sorted. It didn't look that way, did it, when they played Everton? But interesting, Will suggested that, you know, mooted the idea of Son being captain. And it's almost crazy. But it could work. I mean, he's involved in corners and free kicks. He's involved in all the tacking play. And I'm I'm tempted, you know. It's just the crazy thing that you need to do to get ahead. Or maybe not. Hey, uh, just very quickly before we go back, if you want to check out my other show, Das Boot Room, it's a kind of different setup. Four of us in a room or five. Um, it's draft based but so we do talk about draft but if you've never played draft before it's actually just a group of football mates hanging out and luckily for me my friends are articulate and well thought out uh, The football views aren't always bang on but that gets sorted out anyway let's get back to Will and Matt because we've got captain choices to talk about etc etc right so guys help me out here here's my team what would you do with that lot? Wildcard it?
3: Um, I I'd, um, I'd probably if you don't think Saka's going to start, I might get him one the leads midfielders. Mm. Well, That'd do be
1: call, maybe is five point five. You know.
3: Yeah, a couple of options in that price point. Will, help me.
1: <laughs> um, I've basically I've overthought I've overthought the process, and now I'm in a hole.
2: I mean, I like your Liverpool two at the back. I'm not expecting big returns to them immediately but I, I see them more as you know i'm looking at them as as, as midfielders in a way yeah um they're my long term that's the...
1: my long-term spine potentially yeah.
2: how easily can you get to dean how easy can you get to you just to take a hit
1: and i dean uh dcl and Rod. that's all i want in my team for the next three weeks i think what's the everton fixture list like i mean Got West- I think
3: they're decent. Um, I think yeah. they face Liverpool in the next maybe 10 game weeks. Uh, I think they've got United at home later down the line. They've, but got, pa- they've, got, they've
2: got Palace, of- actually.
3: Good on paper, maybe a bit more trickier when it actually comes
2: around to it. I would, uh, and i keep Adams as well. I think he, I mean, it was a really good save. Otherwise he wouldn't have, um, he would have got the score sheet. And I thought he was just as threatening as Ings. So for mm. two and a half million cheaper, I think he's a really good buy. And I don't expect... Southampton to be that poor again. I think um they were missing Armstrong, so hopefully he can come back. They needed that A little bit of creativity, I felt. But um they were they'll be they'll come good, I feel. They've got spurs, so easy. Yeah, I'm expecting goals. I'm hoping that, you know, I think Doherty might, I mean, I think Doherty will need to get an attack in return. I can't really see us keeping a clean sheet. I've I've totally gone off Spurs now. <laughs> That's not what you want to hear from the only Spurs fan here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sticking with my Spurs three for now, but just because just I think we could get attack and returns against Southampton because they they'll come at us, and I think we could get attack and returns against Newcastle. I know Newcastle came and sat deep last year. Uh, when they came to White Hart Lane. But I think with the players they've got, they'll be more likely to come forward. So I'm hoping that we can get returns from both those matches.
1: So, Newcastle, actually, that's an interesting conversation because everyone seems to write them off. I mean, they signed Jeff Hendrick, but he scored on his debut. Fair enough. And also, Wilson scored on his debut. And he is, Matt, Price is a Newcastle player.
3: Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of annoyed that I didn't get him. Yeah. Um, yeah, had, I mean, had I a crystal ball and saying Mitrovic wasn't going to be starting, Callum Wilson would have been my my plan B. Yeah, I, I was a bit dubious over whether he'd actually start. You know, coming into the team so late, whether he had enough time to get up to speed with the with the training and then the squad. So, um, I, I in the back of my head, I was like, hmm, will he start? So it was a bit ironic that the fellow I did go for in the end didn't start. Um, so, but yeah, um, Wilson's one of those players. Where he he may be on penalties if. If uh, things are similar to his time at Bournemouth, so you know he may be on penalties six point five million. He's off the mark. Um, I, I can't See, remember. Josh, Josh
2: King take the penalty to Bournemouth.
3: Yeah, um, I think I think Wilson lost him after a while. But uh, I, I'm trying to think who else might take him for Newcastle. Um, Richie Matt Richie Shelby. Yeah, possibly, possibly. So uh, yeah, I mean. Look either way, six point five million, he's he's off the mark. Newcastle have okay fixtures, I think. Um but yeah, I mean anyone who started off with him is is doing quite well because they've already gotten the points now, you know. So um even if they if he does start to drop off, they can easily just jump off him. So uh Yeah and I think
2: there's I think there's a lot of value at that sort of six point five to uh, six million yeah. striker range. I think as soon as we see players like Rodrigo starting as well for Leeds, because mm. I think I think it's what, just getting the right one at the right time I think yeah yeah maybe switching because I don't think in midfield there's really any good options around that price I'm not I'm not excited oh. by those options it's sort of defense and attack that sort of six million range I, I like the players um but I think Yet. you know the thing about Leeds as well is they people have been saying what great stats they have when they're they've come up from the championship but if you think about their xg stat well if they're playing teams like fulham i mean it's no wonder they've got a good xg stat Mm -hmm. i mean fulham aren't going to score very often against them so but i do think they're having seen them play against liverpool and and, you know when they played against arsenal last year in the cup they will go for teams and i think someone who can finish well like rodrigo could be could be really good value at six Mm -hmm. million once he starts we don't know when that's going to be
1: spain's number Mm -hmm. nine mate spain's number nine my marshal. Captaincy this week then. I mean, you're going to go with Son, Will.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't ruled it out because I don't own a Bamiang. Like, again, this is my Spurs bias coming in. I was like, I just didn't want to get a Bamiang. And I also, look, I'll tell you, I thought Fredericks did quite well for West Ham. And he's got a bit of pace. And there was one moment in the match where he chased back it with uh, Sam Aksiman. And... And, you know, held his own. I'm thinking, great, Fredericks, if you can do that against Abamyang, I'll love you. Um, so I'm hoping <laughs> that not owning Abamyang isn't going to hurt me quite as much as not captaining Salah last week. So I could captain Salah because I thought he looked really sharp and really good. And I think Chelsea are still a bit bit vulnerable. Maybe he's a safe option. Uh, James Rodriguez, maybe. And uh, Son, they're, they're probably my three options.
1: All right. Who are you going for captain
3: in, Matt? Um, well, I was on Aubameyang, uh, and now I'm, I'm starting to get a lot of different thoughts in my head. So uh, there's three options. I mean, there's Aubameyang signs a new contract. You know, he's going to want to celebrate that with a hat-trick. You know, whether he can get it is another thing. There's Jamie Verdi, who was probably a bit fortunate. I know, look, you get a penalty, you score a happy days. I'm expecting him to be a lot better in open play against Burnley this weekend. And now that Will is talking about it, Son is kind of tempt me a little bit because <laughs> I I well I'm, th- I'm thinking that Walker Peters did have a tough time against Zaha you know so there is a little mm-hmm. bit there is going to be space in that right back spot on the on Spurs left wing spot so there will be chances but uh I am probably going to stick with uh, Aubameyang um you know it's a derby game London derby game it should be should be goals for Arsenal hopefully um yeah so I, I'm, I'm more than likely Obamiang. Yeah, like well, I would say X. I would say 60% Aubameyang <laughs> 30% Faraday and 10% Son that's probably the breakdown in my head at the moment
1: that sounds sensible well I had Aubameyang last week as captain so I got that right
3: at least it's a roller coaster with Obamiang because like yeah. I said in my tweet it's when the expectation is there he just disappoints you when you don't expect anything from him you know he he comes up with the gold so
1: but I really believe in him this year I I really think he's in a good place I think he's in a really good place I think he's the leader of this newfound Arsenal side that at the moment without fans they're doing all right as soon as the fans (laughs) come in again it'll be awful um here's my question okay got two questions number one
2: would you go Sterling or Salah this week I mean having seen Salah play you can't you can't not have Salah, I think. Yeah, I but think they, played have... they played Leeds. They played Leeds. has got a bit
1: lucky. <laughs> There's no way that Leeds... Liverpool, I just, I'm not convinced.
2: By I don't know if I'm wrong. Wolves are a good team, I think, though. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, Salah's more than likely going to be up against Alonso, who's dreadful. Um, you know, uh, he might be a good <laughs> FPL option, but Alonso, he is a dreadful defender. He's really, really poor. Um, unless Lampard makes changes and puts Azpilicueta over that side um but, you know, it, it, they, they just won the game, so he'll probably leave it as unchanged as he can, uh, except for injuries maybe. So i definitely pick Salah because Sterling's just a little bit unknown territory against a oh, way to a team that's defensively solid. So.
1: Well, you know what's going to happen, and I'm going to listen to you, and Sterling's <laughs> going to score two goals. At least I've recorded it and documented it. Okay, here's my oh, other... Captain Salah. <laughs> <I> mean, Captain, <laughs>
2: Sterling. Okay. Captain Sterling. Captain Sterling. Captain it. Sterling. Like, do it. Oh, just, that it's, it's then, such a
1: poor think about it, it's such a poor decision. But it could work.
2: But it could work. He has got he is really good. Oh, but he's every just do time, what you want to do, Alfie. Don't listen okay, to Okay, I'll this. do what I want yeah. to do. Yeah. Cal- but, Captain the guy who
3: just got a hat trick, you know? <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay, here's my other question. So if I want to trade out five or six of my players, is it worth me? <laughs> Hey, I know it's desperate times. It's because I'm used to draft and we're used to just shifting all the time, right? You do it week by week. It's this long planning thing that I can't get used to. So if I want to shift out five or six players, do I take the points here or do I use my uh, wild card? Bear in mind, when do we have to use the wild card by? I've got to like
3: Christmas or something, help me. Game week
1: 16. Game week 16. There you go. See, Will knows, Matt. Will knows. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gaming, what would should I take the hit or should I do the wild card and just fucking get it done?
2: Well, I mean, what would you do next week? Would you just make another six or seven exactly, transfers exactly. next week? Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to be Where's happy. We planning. <laughs> yeah.
1: you're right. I should stick to my guns, shouldn't I? A little bit.
2: I think. Yeah. I think uh, an early wild. You, there's a There's a reason to play an early wild card, which is that the Manchester teams are coming in. But I think there's also a reason to hold on to it because I don't think. Um, I think Crystal Palace. They looked really had a really good shape about them. I felt that they'd been the whole team had been lifted by the signing of, of Eze. I think he's a good player, and I think he's just given the squad a lift. They all seemed a bit charged up. Zaha's been playing well. They're two makeshift centre backs, you know, Kiarte did a really good job. Mm. But the structure of the team was really solid. You yeah. don't see them getting battered by um by yeah. United.
1: I think we really underestimated uh, Roy Hodgson, actually for that fixture. Yeah, he's a great manager i think we looked at players but actually he set them up so well i was really impressed yeah for an mm-hmm. owl he's good for an owl isn't
3: yeah. he yeah yeah i mean who, who do you think are the biggest two concerns in your team right now like saka and Werner, or
1: well no i think saka at 5.5 if you're going to do a season long run i think saka offers great value for that price alternatively you could just say well get to in for that price yeah, because um, he's going to get assists second, and he's going to improve. So for that price, I think he's, you know, an Arsenal going to improve in theory. Yeah, but um, for me, it's it's about get. I always struggle getting um, the star players correct. I think.
3: Well, I think across the board this week, you know, a lot of people look at their team and think, oh, well, I make a few changes will a wild card, but just simply because Liverpool, Chelsea, Wolves, and City are playing each other. You know, a lot of people are going to have players from those teams. And on paper, a lot of our 11, our squads are going to look kind of crap this week. So, um, you know, I, I'd probably look at what your team's going to look like for game week three. And if you're happy with it then, maybe just, you know, right bear out the game storm game. this week. Yeah, right <laughs> out of game week two and you, you'll have a wild card down the line and, you know, or you'll have two free transfers next week. That's what I'm doing. I'm kind of going to take the, I, I'm expecting the red arrow this week. I'm expecting the rank drop, you know, but... I'd rather have the two free transfers next week but more information I'd rather have me wild card for maybe game week 6 if my two free transfers next week don't work out so you know it's still early days I wouldn't be too keen on on changing the changing the side for a lot of players that were still waiting to see you know how they're going to fit in mm. uh, in, in various
2: teams so yeah I agree I think I think my two principles I'm going to try and stick to a little bit uh, is remove the underperforming player so whoever's the most underperforming player so the one who's not offering value for money you know if like kai Havertz cost five million and he performed like he did the other day i'd leave him because he's i think he'd be fine i'd I'd wait for him but he doesn't he costs 8.5 and uh and i don't think that's i don't think he's performing at the right level so get rid of the most underperforming player and find the players that are value for money make your team as value for money as quickly as possible yeah so the players you think are underpriced or look underpriced according to their performances and I think you know yeah there's a few so that's why that 6 million range is so interesting with the forwards because I think you're going to get a few from that price range that are going to really be be the ones to get they're going to be undervalued and that's so why I think James Rodriguez as well 7.5 I think it's going to be it's going to be good value So that
1: that's uh that's your law for this week yes Always good to speak to those boys. I've always got something good to say. And we'll just finished on there with the, the J-Rod. J-rod? Hamrod? Hamrod. Hammer's rod. Hamrod. But definitely tempting, 7.5 million. I mean, if he's gonna be a bit of a star turn, if he's gonna. Will he outscore Sterling? Probably not. But you know, there's a big price difference. So definitely worth investigating i'm hoping i won't go crazy and change my whole team good luck to everyone uh we'll be back next week with more stuff i think i've done enough talking now if you want to get in touch get in touch say hi say hello say hello uh, in the meantime enjoy your weekend take care of yourselves bye-bye
0: F-P-O, i want to be champion. step test. If I beat him, that's relative success. Take it down now! Will I be Magnus? Or is this madness? Will I, will I, will I be Magnus? I got to know I got to be that Magnus.